All right, all right, all right. How you doing today, boss? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to have you on the show. You know, I just got your your message, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so, I mean, this week, you know, the Panthers are taking on the 0-4 Falcons, which should be really interesting because the Falcons have really been laying an egg. But, you know, these matchups historically have always been really bad for the Panthers for some reason. 100%. I remember the last time uh, we really got uh, taken advantage of was uh, we really barely had any secondary, and Julio Jones was having a field day, and Luke Keekley had to move over at corner because nobody was guarding him. So, I mean, that leaves a bruise. <laughs> No, of course, definitely. And, of course, I'm your host of the Proud Report, the Panther Guru, joined by the one and only Howie Snickers from Dirty Mouth Podcast. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I've listened. I really like what you guys have been uh, bringing out. You got some heat, man. I know. We're, we're trying. We're trying. We're doing our best here. You know, we just had a, held a giveaway um, about a week ago. I wish you could have participated in that. We gave away a brand-new Christian McCaffrey jersey. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to joining in next time. I just got my son a onesie, so I could go for a jersey myself. <laughs> oh, things okay. aren't cheap. No, of course. Yeah, it was like 100 bucks, but, you know, we, we try. We try. <laughs> I'm definitely tuned in, and I'm definitely going to share this on my uh, page. Okay, perfect. And, of course, I encourage all the Proud Report listeners and all the Panthers fans to make sure they check out Howie's podcast, Dirty Mouth Podcast. It's real, it's raw, and it's some of the better takes that you're going to get in football, real takes on sports. I, I am also explicit. Uh, you might not want to have kids listening on my. No, I totally understand. But, no, you're absolutely right, though. I have some good news for you, though. And we, we could talk the injury report real quick because I actually have that. Um, Julio Jones is going to be questionable for this matchup. And right now the, the Falcons are actually leaning towards him not playing as of Friday's practice. That is good news. I mean, horrible for Julio being hurt, but of course, good news for Panthers secondary because we don't want to get torched. Of course, I mean, I would never wish anything ill on a player, no matter if they are a division rival or not. But I mean, that that's a better chance of us getting the W. No, of course, and the Panthers have been relatively healthy, so everybody on the injury report, including Dante Jackson, Russell Okung, Dennis Daly, Greg Little, Matt Paradis, Kwan Short, they're all going to play. The only person that's not going to play is Eli Apple. He's still out with that hamstring injury, which is weird as heck because he actually had one hamstring injury and he injured the other one in the last game. So I think we need to start pointing fingers, man, especially when it comes to conditioning and no preseason. Oh, of course. Yeah, COVID really ruined that, that, that whole aspect. But, yeah, you're right because everybody still had the same type of conditioning program and something just did not go right with Eli Apple. Yeah, I didn't. Even, I didn't know that he injured both uh, hamstrings. That's crazy. Yeah, this is his, this is his second hamstring injury. It was the first leg. Now it's the other leg. Wow. So let's talk about matchups real quick. What matchups are you watching in this Falcons Panthers game? Like, which which matchups do you think are going to be intriguing? I, I'm curious as to the pursuit with uh, Brian Burns and his defensive assignments with uh, Todd Gurley, as well as uh, Jeremy Chen because I know they're going to be able to contain him, but for how long? Because it seems like last week when he was playing against who they play, uh, Green Bay, he was, he, was getting, he was getting into the rhythm of things, and it's, it's kind of scary coming into next week because on paper we're not as good as the Packers right now. 
No, definitely not. And I'm glad that you just pointed out one of our, our glaring weaknesses, which is run defense. We've been struggling so much with the run defense. Yeah, 100%, man. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of our defensive coordinator. I really appreciate what he's doing right now. I mean, obviously, ranking-wise, we're not the best out there. We do what we can, but uh, I, I like work against big-name running backs. I'm always a little concerned. Oh no! Of course, uh, yeah. Trust me, because we've got gas like these past couple of uh, of, of weeks, and um, even against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is the best example I can go to. It just seemed like they were just having their way with our run defense. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. And they got a two-headed monster over there with our uh, Rojo and Leonard Fournette. So we got to play them again, and I'm not looking forward to it. No, absolutely. But um, Matt Rule called Phil Snow the Yoda of the Panthers defense and doing like amazing things like he's doing with Jeremy Chin and some of the other rookies. How do you think that Phil Snow can fix that run defense? We got, we're going to have to switch it up. What, what are we running right now? Four, we are running hybrid four, three. So he's doing a four, three base, but he's running all different looks like he's running bear packages. Um, 52s. He's doing a lot of different. I think we need to open up some blitz packages, honestly. Uh, I would like to see the defense blitz a lot more, especially with the line that we are uh, we have now. Uh, no, what's his like name? Jimmy type of blitzing. I'm sorry? Jimmy Johnson type of blitzing, I would I would suggest. 100%. What, what is this guy's name? Uh, Shaq Thompson, man. I, I, I want them to let him loose. Yeah, they need to. They need to. I definitely agree. They need to. Because to hear Whitehead is stinking up the place. <laughs> To hear Whitehead was a huge letdown. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of personnel, um, here's some interesting news that I definitely want your opinion on. Everybody's really grilling GM Marty Herney. You know, either you're a Marty Herney fan or you hate Marty Herney's guts. Yeah. What do you think about how Marty Herney's handling this Taylor Moten situation? You know, I'd, honestly, they always try to put the the best man in the position for what they have. So my question is for the, what do we have that could be a better option than using him? Honestly, I don't know. I feel like Taylor Moen and his contract is just really ridiculous. If we don't, if Taylor Moen walks this off season, I really believe that we're going to be dealing with more offensive line issues. Especially, you know, this guy, Aboda. say it one more time, especially FA Adoba Aboda. Yeah, F.A., yeah. The Nigerian from uh, England? Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that contract. I don't understand the hype around him either. Yeah, it seems like Marty Herney really just doesn't have, like, a good pulse about these things. He, What he's saying is, is, according to him, he's saying that the COVID situation is the reason why he's not having any type of contractual talks right now with players. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like they have to put on a, a fake face for the media and they don't really want to tell us what's actually going on. And they think they're outsmarting everybody because people can look into it and get information from the other team. When in reality of it, it's clear as day. It's right in front of us. The writing's on the walls. No, absolutely. And the way that Taylor Moen's been playing, I mean, this guy is pretty much, a, he's going to be an all pro this year. And, you know, pro football focus has been grading this guy top five since he pretty much entered the league to let a top tier right tackle go who Joey Bosa was not even trying to play against. And Chandler Jones didn't even want to go and rush against either, so he started switching sides to go try and rush against Greg Little. It's crazy as heck to let a guy like Taylor Moten walk. I think a lot of Panthers fans are going to be pissed 
if Taylor Moen walks. Yeah, I remember drafting him. I remember how bad that line was when uh, we went to the Super Bowl with Cam. And I was like, man, they need help. Like, And then when I found out that he got picked up in the later rounds, I was like, okay, okay, I see what we're doing here. We're beefing that lineup. And I was excited. I was, like, ecstatic to see this guy actually go out there and suit up. So you're 100% right about that. I think that uh, the fan base won't exactly be too thrilled if they let that man leave. No, absolutely. But, I mean, one thing I could say about Marty Herney and this Panthers staff so far, an excellent job drafting. I mean, if you look at guys, like we've already mentioned, Jeremy Chin earlier in the show, and then also um, Penn State's Yatura Gross Matos is already an early fixture on that all-NFL rookie team. And we actually have three rookies on that early all-NFL rookie team with Yatura Gross Matos, Derek Brown, and Jeremy Chin. Derek which Brown, is ridiculous. man. That guy's doing his thing. Most tackles for loss from a rookie. No, absolutely. And it's impressive. It's very, very impressive. And then I feel like we got like another Honey Badger in Jeremy Chin himself. I I saw a Honey Badger tweet about Chin and talking about how good he is. I think there's a possibility for him to get defensive uh, rookie of the year. My thing is I, I was shocked almost when we did our draft and we picked all defensive players. But then I'm like, all right. I'm like, they're trying to different approaches. This has never happened before. Let's just wait it out. Like, they're going to gel. They're going to have some time together out there on the field. And then when they start building on the other side of the ball, we're going to have a complete team. So I'm here for it. Absolutely. So what, what would you grade our draft right now, like in a really crazy early? You know, the season's not over yet. We don't have the full report card. What's the getting right now? Honestly, uh, I really – I was high. I was so high on Isaiah Simmons, and I was hot after they didn't draft him, man. And now looking on paper, clearly uh, Rule was over there, and Baylor, he was over there. He he know, he know sees stuff that we're not paying attention to in college. He's played against these players, so he knew what he was picking. That's like a, a one-up right there. You're you're drafting people out of college, and you're already playing against them, then you know who who's the better player and what's the better option for the scheme that you want to run. So we're just going to have to trust that process on what he's doing. And I'm going to go ahead and give them a B minus. Okay. No, that's fair enough. I like that. Um, and some unrelated news. Well, not unrelated, but of course, non-footballing news. Both uh, Panthers owner David Tepper and Christian McCaffrey and his girlfriend, Olivia Culpo, have both bought mega mansions in the Charlotte area, setting records for the most expensive homes purchased in the Charlotte area. What are your thoughts on that? Man, you really guys have the breaking news over here because I didn't even hear about that. And I follow every beat reporter, <laughs> including the Prowl report. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to have to pay way more attention. Wow, you just caught me off guard with that. That lets me know we got some job security over here with uh, McCaffrey. He's not planning on going anywhere for a while now. No, absolutely. And it's, it's a great feeling, too. And I think that that's really good for um, – for him and his girlfriend too, because it shows that they're really serious about like purchasing a big home like that together. That's what I'm talking about, man. That means he's he's planning to be here for a long time and not a good time. Yeah, absolutely, and that's good for us too because we need him. He's the best running back in, in football right now. A hundred percent, man. That, that's arguably and that's no bias at all whatsoever. He's literally top running back in the league. Absolutely. So. Um, before we go ahead and wrap this episode, I want to know what is your prediction for the score this weekend? 
you want the full detailed and my thought process of what's going to happen, or you just want the the numbers out there? I want full detail. All right. So the Falcons are hungry for a win right now. Like you said, laying that goose egg, they haven't got one. They're eventually going to have to get one, but I don't want that to be this day. All right. I, I Bridgewater is starting to gel with his teammates. Him and Robbie Anderson are getting on a nice rhythm right now. Mike Davis is stepping up to take over for McCaffrey's role, and he's rolling right along. We have a lot of weapons to use. I think Curtis Samuel has a big game this week coming up. On the other side, uh, with Julio Jones being out and Calvin Ridley and, of course, Gage still being huge weapons for Atlanta against the secondary, uh, I feel like they're also going to have good games. But, you know, it's a division. It's a division one, so it's going to be a close one. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, 34-28 in Carolina. Okay, that's what I like to hear. No, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. It's going to be tough because it's going to be a divisional matchup. And like I said, for some reason, I don't know why Carolina always seems to struggle in Atlanta. Even when we, were, we had that um, really good, successful 15-1 and loss came to that Atlanta team that just would not just lay down for us. Yeah. And it's so it's so crazy when you talk about matchups in these two teams. So this is definitely going to be an interesting game to watch. But if Carolina wins this game and when we do win this game, it's going to be really interesting to watch the division as a whole because Tampa Bay is competing. They just took that um, heartbreaking loss uh, on Thursday night football, one point loss. Um, the Saints have lost two in a row. So it's like this is going to be very interesting to see who's going to win the division now. It's anybody's game if we win against the Falcons. 100%. I agree with you. That it's literally within our grasp. We, we, we could be at the top of the division by the end of the season. Absolutely. And I don't think any Panthers fan really came into the season this optimistic about this particular team. No, not at all. I thought the plan was to – tank and pick up uh, Trevor Lawrence. But honestly, in my opinion, I think Justin Fields would fit better with the scheme. No, absolutely. And I mean, that's another that's another thing. Like, what are we going to do about quarterback going forward? Is Teddy the long-term answer? Because they're treating him almost like a rental. Right. Especially on a three-year contract. I'm trying to figure out yeah. what's going on with that. Yeah, Marty Herney. Uh, we never know what's going on with Marty. Uh, we ran a poll earlier this year um, to see if Marty will be back next year. What do you think? Is Marty coming back at the GM next year? <laughs> I think it depends on how the season ends out, but <laughs> probably not. Okay. And would you be upset if Marty wasn't the GM next year? <laughs> not at all. Not even <laughs> a little bit. All right. Of course, I am your host of the Prowl Report, the one, the only Panther guru. And it was wonderful having you on today's show, Howie. And I encourage everybody, please, 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 please go check this man's podcast out. He gives you the real talk when it comes to sports. You just heard his hot take. And this is the water. <laughs> he had to clean it up. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. I didn't know who you have listening. I had to watch what I say. Again, on my podcast, it's not very clean at all. Uh, I, I try very hard to keep the very uh, professional for anybody else that may be listening. So this was fun. I appreciate you having me on your show. I'm definitely going to shout you guys out on mine in the following weeks. Absolutely. So when, when, where can they uh, people check you out? Like, what's your Twitter handle? Go ahead and drop your YouTube. 
Uh, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Dirty Mouth Podcast. On Spotify, you can find me. Apple Podcasts, uh, Opencast. I'm on Google Podcasts. And on Twitter, it's Dirty Mouth Pod C. Also, Instagram, I'm on Dirty Mouth Podcast. Any anywhere you type in Dirty Mouth Podcast, you should be able to find me, man. I'm I'm young. I'm just learning this stuff. I I, I just did my tenth podcast. I'm trying to figure it out, but I have big moves coming. I'm trying to put a face with the name. I got YouTube videos coming as well, man. So be on the lookout. Awesome, and we we can't wait for it. To be honest, you know, you always got friends over here at the Prow Report. And, you know, we thank you so much for being on the show. We'd love to come on your show, and we encourage you to come on the show again in the future. A hundred percent. Thank you so much. All right. Panther Nation, we're out. Keep pounding. <laughs>